Hello, hello, my traveling goddesses, and welcome back to a new episode of the Traveling Goddess Podcast. If you are new here, I would like to excuse me, I have the hiccups. I am Sophia Caroline, the host and creator of this podcast, where I talk about all things travel, mental health, and wellness. If you want some fun tips and tricks and hear about some of my travel stories and all of those fun things, then please stay tuned as we dive in. As always, grab yourself a cup of tea, coffee, whatever it is that soothes your soul, and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I am so happy you're here, and I am happy to be here recording this episode. It has been a super long time coming. I have re-recorded this episode at least 10 different times just because I want to make sure to get it right. Uh, With that being said, I think I finally come to a happy medium where I feel confident in giving you the information about the city that I have been living in for almost a year. And I just want to share that experience with you because I feel like this is going to be a really informative episode of the area my boyfriend and I and Mr. Lil Camdog have been living for the past year or so. So with that being said, I do want to disclaim it as this is my opinion of the city, the surrounding areas, and my experience. So don't don't come after me. This is just my experience. And that is the beauty of the Traveling Goddess podcast is that I want to give you the raw and real episode and my truthful opinion because that's just how I feel about a lot of things. So with that, keeping that in mind, if you feel like you love Chicago a lot and nothing anyone can do or say will change your mind, then maybe not listen to this episode. But if you're curious about the Chicago area and you want to know a little bit of both, then definitely stay tuned because I think this episode will surprise you. All right. So starting off, how the hell did we end up in the city of Chicago? So last March, my boyfriend got a job offer that led us to this area. We had less than a week to figure out where the hell we were going because it was one of those jobs where they were like, yeah, we want you to start this date. And we only had so much time that we could take off work to accommodate those traveling schedules. So we came out here, we flew out here in February. Uh, that's when a lot of the snowstorm was happening. So it was pretty exciting and freezing to come to. Uh, Nevertheless, it was a fun experience. We went and we stayed downtown Chicago. And if you're not familiar with the area, there's like the city of Chicago and then a bunch of surrounding neighborhoods around the city itself. So we were downtown in the Chicago Loop area We wandered off over to Streeterville, and then we also went to explore a a suburb neighborhood called Oak Park. So after we had left, we had decided that Oak Park was the place that we were going to end up just because we didn't know a whole lot about the city itself and where we kind of wanted to be. So we ended up moving to Oak Park, which is a beautiful little community Uh, about, I think, about 10 minutes outside of the Chicago city limit. And um, 
it's been it's been an interesting ride thus far for sure uh so we moved here and we said we went back to arkansas packed up everything and then we just started driving <laughs> it's about nine and a half hours ten hours from northwest arkansas where we were living previously um so it wasn't that bad of a drive honestly it was pretty clear for the most part and then all of a sudden we were here so if you don't know much about oak park it is home to a lot of pretty pretty famous people so to start off ernest hemingway a wonderful american author um recently that passed away is betty white rest in peace beautiful woman absolutely hilarious she is from here as well as busy phillips kathy griffin and a lot more others so as you'll find within not only Oak Park, but just the whole state of Illinois, you're going to get a lot of old architecture, which the city is pretty much known for. And let me tell you, it is absolutely gorgeous. A lot of the buildings are older and just filled with character and you just know some crazy cool things have happened around and in those places. So we were pretty excited about moving to Oak Park. We visited downtown a couple of times and we had found that there's a cute little movie theater, there's a bookstore, a like actually quite a few coffee shops. Um, and they even have like a little Target and TJ uh, Trader Joe's. I almost said TJ Maxx. That would have been so much cooler. Uh, and probably a lot more of a lot more trouble, you know, waking up being like, hey, it's time for coffee and TJ Maxx. See you later. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a cute little town, very family oriented. There's a lot of really cool events that happen in the summer and the fall that are like they, they block off the street and they have some live music and then like fun little like ticket books where you can pay $20 and it's like one piece of like one entree at each different restaurant that they have. Um, participating in the little pocketbook thing. So while we didn't get to experience the full-fledged Oak Park scene just due to COVID and all the restrictions, especially the beginning of last year, uh, there is definitely potential out here. A lot more like single-family homes, uh, really great schools in the area. So if you're a family or you or wanting to start a family but want to be in a nice suburb area, then this would definitely be the place for you if you are thinking of moving to the area. Now, we scored a one-bedroom apartment about two blocks. Well, I'm sorry, about a block and a half from the Green Line. So that is ideal if you're a commuter to the city or you just have no car and you need like public transportation. That's what you rely on. And the stops are about every two blocks or so, and it really is convenient. I will definitely tell you that it is super convenient. I have only taken the the L or the CTA once by myself, which was scary for me because I'm not used to it. So, you know, just getting used to that is a whole new level of just like exploring the city. So... With that being said, we have taken the L quite a bit and it has been pretty great because you're not driving, right? So yeah, the more we got used to living around the Oak Park area, the more we got used to taking the train, which is a great way to see the city. If you have never been to the city before, 
because you're going through all of the little neighborhoods leading up to the city. And then there's a certain part where you hit Michigan Avenue and you can see just the beautiful river and come in a combination with the buildings and just the architecture and just just the fun little quirks that you love about certain places it all comes together so that was a really fun thing that we started to do more often so a couple places that we have explored is where i want to go next um so i believe there's over 200 different neighborhoods in the city of chicago which makes it really exciting and really overwhelming to try to find different neighborhoods to explore so our idea when we moved to Oak Park in the first place was we wanted a home base just to sign a year lease and we didn't know if we would love it or hate it. So we were like, hey, like ending up here in Oak Park is totally fine. And we're just going to take every weekend and kind of explore different areas because we we want our scene. Our scene is a lot more hipster feels, a lot more coffee shop art. Uh, a couple different dive bars that have live music on the weekends, just more lively and a little bit more young professional feel. And in Oak Park, you do have the young professionals, but you also have a lot more family. So for a couple of reasons uh, coinciding with that, we decided that we didn't want to live there after our lease was up or if we could like break out of our lease sooner than we would have. So we decided to take every weekend or every other weekend to explore a different neighborhood. And that's what I'm going to get into next. We have explored quite a few neighborhoods, to be honest with you. And I want to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, all about it. So this is where you can either stop the episode if you don't want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, or this is where you're going to begin because it is great to get different perspectives. And I am here to tell you those. Right, so we're hopping on the train right now, which in Oak Park, we are the green line. We're taking the green line to the red line over to Lake on Howard, and then we are stopping off at Grand. And then we're going to walk about nine minutes and we'll be in Streeterville. But the great thing about Chicago and exploring these neighborhoods is that I could have technically gotten off at State and Lake and just walked about 15, 20 minutes and ended up in Shaderville anyway. So you could do that or you can just hop on the train. It's a $5 for a day pass. It's not expensive. And you get to... Uh, you get to get a nice view. Sometimes it's super packed, so it's not the best view. But whatever the case, it is really, it's a nice way to explore the city. So down in Streeterville, we have been there quite a few times, not even like, not even realizing that we were in there. Like that's kind of the crazy thing about Chicago is that you can just walk and then all of a sudden you're in a new neighborhood and you would have never known. So a really popular restaurant that is in Streeterville is called the Hampton Social. We have not been there, but I've had friends that have gone there and they really liked it. Definitely an Instagram-friendly place if that's what you're looking for. Uh, we ended up over by a little Bay Area the other day, which was the best day ever. And it was just this cute little, like, enclave right on the, like, right on that one of the water inlets of the Ogden Slip, I believe. And we ate at a really good 
Mediterranean restaurant that I will link on my bimble. And it was like this fresh hummus. We got a fresh like little platter and it was so, so yummy. So yummy. So we, oh, Pinched on the River. That's what it was. So Pinched on the River is on East Illinois Street, 443. Not that, you know, you're going to write that down or anything, but you should because it was delicious. But anyway, it's right on what is called the Ogden Slip. And we had never been right there before. Like we have been like around it, but we never went down over on the slip area. And let me tell you, that was a really cute area. There was a couple different restaurants, a couple bars. You have like the beautiful access to the slip area where you could probably catch like a little Chicago architecture boat tour sometime. And it was just this nice, like big city, small town feel. And it's just funny that we always end up exploring in that area without even realizing it in my opinion so we took the train there it took about 45 minutes and this was on sunday and we had a really great time um and just being in that general area we were able to we started off over uh in the loop because we went to go check out what is called 360 chicago which if you are new to the city or you want to see the city from a different a different view i would definitely recommend doing this this was at the john hancock center so if you are taking any of the the uh, green line you would we took the green line to the red line and it took about 45 minutes. It was not bad at all. Um, and I should also mention that the L usually runs every 10 to 15 minutes and nine out of 10 times is going to be slightly delayed. So just, uh, add that into your equation. So we left, um, let's see about at 11 AM and our appointment for the 360 Chicago was at 1230. So that gave us plenty of time to get there and then walk to 360 Chicago. So what was really cool that I would like to mention is that the John Hancock center, uh, below before you go up to the 360 has a bunch of little eateries at the bottom. So if you want to go up there and then go back down, like when you're like, you want a Starbucks or something is literally right there. So I think that goes to say with pretty much anything in the city, you know, you're feeling coffee, you can have coffee. And like two hours later, you want like to have a slice of cheesecake. There's like a cheesecake place right around the corner. So that is definitely something pretty cool about the area. So we went to the 360 Chicago, which you go up the super fast elevator. I believe it's one of the fastest in, uh, one of the fastest elevators in the U S and you go up past a thousand feet and it's just panoramic view all the way around. And you just get to observe and see like Michigan, you can see the Navy pier, you can see a lot of iconic Chicago buildings. So that was really fun. And I must say that the elevator, if you are not ready for it, it will definitely give you a little bit of vertigo going up because it goes up so fast, like your eyes go to your belly. It's pretty crazy. 
but the view is definitely worth it. Uh, they have a coffee shop bar at the top, which is really nice because you can pay, I believe it's $32 just to do the observation, or you can do $37 and that includes a cocktail. So that was kind of like a little gimmicky, but also kind of nice. Uh, the mimosas were like, I don't know, really small and probably not worth the amount we paid, but nonetheless, it was part of the experience. So I decided to do it like that. So we went up there and, you know, a little dizzy, um, we were able to explore the whole area and just check out some of some things that you wouldn't like be able to see to the naked eye. Like I cannot tell you how cool some of these apartment buildings are because you're looking on the top of some of these roofs and there's not only like garden roof patios or like little like hangouts on some of the rooftops but there was like a swimming pool on a couple of them and I was like damn like that is some cool stuff like that would be a cool spot to live uh one of my favorite buildings apartment buildings had like a garden rooftop and then every single balcony had some type of greenery going on and it was just absolutely gorgeous uh of course I brought my camera which make sure you bring your camera or some type of device that takes pictures because like it was definitely a picture moment you definitely want to bring your camera for this one so they also have a ride called tilt which you hold on to little handlebars and then they tilt you above the city with a glass in front of your face so we didn't do that but hearing the commentary that some people had doing the ride was pretty hilarious. A lot of curse words and a lot of like screaming. So if you want to take it a step further, I would definitely recommend that. What was really nice about this experience is that they're really like they had mentioned there was kind of a time limit, but you know, when it's all said and done, everyone's just kind of exploring around and they don't really, they don't really care. So you can just spend as much time as you want up there for the most part. And they also have the skywalk where they have uh, screened in uh, screens where they have it open. So you can feel like the fresh breeze at over a thousand feet in the air, but you know, like you can't put your hand out the window or anything, but it is just it was a great experience and I kind of wish we did that when we first moved here because it gave you a different appreciation for the architecture, the city, and the layout. So I I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, moving on, after that we were like, hey, like we have the whole day, it's Sunday, let's make it a fun day. So we decided to just walk down the street and we were like, let's get some coffee and let's hit the lake. What's really cool about the Chicago area close to the lake is that there's a lot of different either underground pedestrian walks and a lot of the traffic goes under uh, the city. So like if you're driving like in the middle of the city, a lot of the traffic goes underneath the bridges. So that's kind of cool. And then also there's this huge busy like a three lane on both ways intersection. There's no way you could possibly get from point A to point B safely. So they created this under, under the ground pedestrian walk, which is, you know, disgusting and it smells awful, but you're able to get right under the traffic and to the lake in no time at all. So I really did appreciate that. 
Um, of course, the view on the lakefront trail is so beautiful. You know, it was Sunday, so the weather was pretty nice. The sun was shining, and there was a bunch of people out, bunch of people. So you have a cute little beach inlet that you can go, like, lay out or you can bring your dog to. And uh, for the most part, it's a dog-friendly area. I know a lot of places don't allow dogs, but, like, as far as, like, parks and, like, being out and about, a lot of people enjoy dogs, and you see just some really fun dogs out there, so I do love that about the city. Uh, there was so many people out on the bikes, and this last weekend was actually one of, like, their shamrock runs, so it might have been, like, an overflow of the marathon that was happening or just people out enjoying the day, uh, people with kids, dogs, family, friends. Um, some people were drinking coffee, some people were biking, and it was just really great to see a bunch of people outside enjoying the weather. And another really cool thing about a, like pretty much any major city now um, is that they offer the different bikes. So like they have the Chicago or the city bikes out here in Chicago, you know, you pay a certain amount, you're able to rent a bike and then you can just explore the city by bicycle. And if you're hitting up the bike trails, like it is a pretty integrated system to where you can get pretty much anywhere within that Chicago downtown city limit. The only thing that I don't like is that if you're biking on the actual streets of Chicago, it's absolutely terrifying just as it would be downtown Manhattan, which I had done before. It was just kind of scary biking around because, you know, people are freaking crazy when they drive. So yeah, definitely a lot of perks to living in like the Streeterville or Chicago Loop area, River North area because of the access you have to pretty much anything. So we are going to take a quick break after today's daily message, and I will get back to you with the couple of neighborhoods we will talk about next. Welcome to today's daily message filled with all things travel. Here are a couple quotes that I love to stand by when exploring the world. Travel is my therapy. The world is yours to explore. Work, travel, save, repeat. Just go wild and free, explore, and my favorite of all, if not now, when. Okay, and we are back. Yay. Okay, so I want to continue talking about our Streeterville experience because it was one of the best days we have had downtown Chicago in a really long time. And for that reason and many more, I want to tell the world about it because I literally was like a child. I did not want to go home. <laughs> so after we explored the lake, which was the lakefront trail, uh, which I forgot to mention, it is an 18-mile trail, which is good for if you just want to walk, bike, skateboard, jog, whatever you want to do. It literally goes on the western shore of Lake Michigan in Chicago. So it is pretty freaking cool how like the trail not only goes for 18 miles, but you can also pick up like, you know, oh, let's walk all the way over here. And then from here, let's go to this park or from here, let's go to the Navy Pier. So it's just a very great integrative place that allows you to basically bike anywhere you want to go. 
So speaking of biking, we're walking on the trail, the lakefront trail, and we see a sign for a bike sale. So we go under the little pedestrian walkway again, and we're over by Streeterville again, and we end up going to this bike sale. So that was really cool and really random. And he also had bikes for rent that you could rent for a couple hours and then bring back. So that's also another way to get around the city is to find a nice local, easy access uh, bike rental spot where you can rent a bike for the day and then go ahead and put it away. So that brings me to parking. Parking in the downtown Chicago area is going to be kind of a pain in the ass as a lot of it is going to cost you $35 to $40 a day, if not for overnight parking. So even if you're staying at a hotel downtown, do not assume that they have parking included with your hotel stay because of a lot of a lot of the hotels do not have parking lots associated with the establishment. So just keep that in mind if you are coming to the city that if you do have a rental car, just be prepared to pay that. So we ended up after going to the bike place, we had lunch. We went to that cute little pinched on the river, which is also a coffee shop and a cute little candy store upstairs. We decided that we wanted to go bowling. So we checked out this place called Pinstripe, which is a really well-known little kind of bougie bowling alley around the area and they were booked for the day so we decided to hit up a place called Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike is a really cool spot because it has not only bowling but it also offers uh, dart boards. It has like this big connect four setup, pool tables, and ping pong. And it's also a bar and restaurant. So if you are just wanting to hang out for a couple of hours and go bowling, then definitely do this. Uh, It is a little pricey for two people for an hour of bowling. It was $45, which is a lot more than I feel like we would pay for just a mom and pop place. But nonetheless, we wanted to check it out. So we did. It was really fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure the lane was messed up because I kept hitting my ball to the right of the pins (laughs) but maybe it was just user error but yeah so anyway make sure you bring hand sanitizer because those bowling balls are kind of freaking nasty after a second we were like why is our hand covered in dirt i mean if you think about it it's downtown chicago there is a bunch of people around the area they're probably not going to be the cleanest so that's, I mean, I, I feel like I would do that anyway, no matter where I go bowling, but it just felt like there was more like nastiness on this bowling ball for some reason. I don't know why. So yeah, what's really cool about the Lucky Strike in the Streeterville area is that you take the escalator up and to the left, you have the Lucky Strike, air, Lucky Strike bowling spot. And then to the right, conveniently located, is an arcade equipped with mini golf, which is just a, just like the coolest mini golf course ever. And they also have a bar and restaurant. So it's like you can go play bowling. And then if you don't want to go home, like we didn't, you go to the right and ta-da, like you can freaking play arcade games. So naturally we wandered over there and we 
decided to just play some arcade games. So we did that for a couple of hours and we still want to go home. So we stayed there for a little longer, <laughs> probably longer than we should have. And we just, we just freaking had the best time ever. We did like the little coin machines. We played on the Jurassic Park machines. Like we were, we were basically like living our inner child for sure. It was great. So we did the putt-putt, which is really awesome. And I don't know if a whole lot of people know about this because it seemed kind of hidden at first. So you are just, you know, playing the different games and everything. And you go around the corner and there is the cute little city golf. So it is all, it looks like a mini Chicago setup. So it's, you know, totally Chicago themed and it, it was just like one of those cute putt-putt places that you're just like, wow, this is, this is freaking adorable. So we had a blast, a absolute blast. Um, so of course from there we got hungry. Well, I should say I got hungry and we decided that we wanted pizza because pizza Sunday, why not? We wanted to go to Luminati's, which is one of our personal favorite pizzerias. It is so delicious. The crust is just absolutely phenomenal. And it's like every time it's just literally so freaking good. So unfortunately they were on like a almost hour wait and we were like, uh, no, that does not sound good. So we decided to look up a different pizzeria. So Jared found this one over on Clark street, which was by river North. Well, actually I think it is technically in river North. Like I said, the neighborhoods at some point just kind of all feel the same. So we went to this place called Pizzeria Portofino, which let me tell you, that had to be some of the best thin crust pizza we have had in the area. And I'm trying to remember, it was, I think it was just like a pepperoni uh, pizza that we got. We got the, oh yes, we got the charred pepperoni. It was $21 and oh my gosh, that was like, my mouth is watering and that's how I know how freaking good it was. We, you have this beautiful view. You're right on the river. You, you can sit inside or outside. They only had inside at that time. And just this gorgeous, gorgeous view. Um, great ambiance, just delicious pizza. It made for a really great date night. So we ended our night there. And then from there, we got a $20 Uber home, which really wasn't bad because some nights it ranges anywhere from like 25 and up. So we had a really good time. And it was just kind of like the icing on the cake with that ending it with that fabulous pizza on a Sunday. So yeah, that was our time in Streeterville River North area. And from there we came home, but, um, yeah, getting into the next couple different neighborhoods, I'm going to let you know the good and the not so good that we liked about them. Streeterville for the most part, we really, really liked and have had a really great time no matter when we have went to that specific neighborhood. So if you're looking for a place that is in great proximity to the lakefront trail, 
to downtown, to River North, and to have access to kind of all of those different neighborhoods in one, I would definitely recommend checking out this area of the city. Okay, so while we have lived here, we have explored up about over 10 different neighborhoods in the Chicago area, not including the little cities that we have visited as well. So the Chicago Loop, for one, is like kind of one of the main parts of this city. That's where you're going to find a lot of the main attractions like the Art Institute, the River Cruises, that's where the famous Millennium Park is, the Chicago River Walk, which I really love when it's popping. We went there this last summer and there was a lot of really awesome open concept like outdoor seatings. There's this fun little tiki theme lounge that has like different themes throughout the year, depending on what type of time of year it is. They have some type of fun decorations and everything. So, and that seems to kind of be the same thing for anywhere in the city that they just really go all out with the themed out events. So it is technically the official downtown area and it's really where a lot of the main architecture and a lot of the downtown entertainment is at. So that's where you can catch a lot of the cruises and a lot of the like Michelin star restaurants. So what everyone calls the bean, which I will always call the bean, um, is the cloud gate, which is the big reflective bean in the middle of the city. That's where you will also find the fountain that is really beautiful that we still have not seen um, because of COVID. Damn it. <laughs> um, that's also where a lot of the different festivals are going to be um, downtown and a lot of free summer music series and film series, but again, we have not been able to do any of that because of COVID. So while there's a lot of really amazing things to do, excuse me, in the Loop area, we have not been able to do a lot of that because of COVID being a little butthead on everything. So another place that we explored when we first moved here was Logan Square. We had been told to explore Logan Square by a lot of the locals at the place that I work. And they had mentioned that, oh, you'll really love it because it's a good vibe and a good mix between like art and music and a lot more like down to earth spirits. We had gone there when we first moved here and it was okay. Um, we had found that the, I don't know, just like, kind of the aesthetic of the area was just all right. We didn't really feel like it was a place that we would want to move to. So we just kind of took it with a grain of salt and just kind of moved on. Uh, we did eat somewhere down in Logan Square. I, I couldn't even tell you where, but we did really like that it had this thing called the 606, which at the time we didn't realize that's what it was called. But that is a West Trailhead that is elevated and it is, it used to be a, a trailway running east to west um, and it was, <clears throat> actually I'm actually reading it right now, uh, that it is the longest greenway project of a former rail line in the United States and the second longest in the world after the prominent Platte Rail 
Trail in Paris. So that is a pretty cool freaking fact. It's 2.7 miles and it's also known as the West Hill West Trailhead or the Bloomingdale Trail. So it is really nice and it like you can like get off on in Wicker Park or Logan Square or Bucktown. So there's a lot of different uh, places that it will take you. And it's nice for like hike, uh, like walkers and bikers. I keep saying hikers, but we all know that Illinois is flat as heck. So unless you're like hiking up a couple stairs, you're not really hiking. Um, so yeah, Logan Square was okay. We did uh, later on give it a go when we did a free tour guide through the city of Chicago, which is also a really great way to see the city. If you are new to the area or you're going or you're coming here as a tourist, um, I believe it's through Secret Chicago or ChooseChicago.com. Uh, you're able to schedule a session with a free tour guide within the city and within a neighborhood that you would like to explore. So if you are new and you want to explore, that is definitely something I would recommend doing. So later on when we had explored Logan Square, we saw kind of a little bit different side of it and we're like, oh, okay, I can understand how this could be an appeal. But then again, it was nothing that we were super interested in. So the next neighborhood that we went to is called Pilsen, and this is really well known for the richness in the Latino cultural culture, and it's also known for the music and art and food scene, as well as nightlife. A lot of locals that I have talked to said that they really enjoy living in Pilsen because it has all of that. You can live a couple blocks away from the downtown or the 18th street market and then you're able to just walk there be involved and then just walk back home and it was also named one of the 12 coolest neighborhoods around the world by forbes magazine so definitely a very well-known area and it also has a lot of the city's really well-known music venues and family ro- family-owned restaurants. So we did eat at a, a restaurant down there, and it was absolutely delicious. I we went for like a Sunday brunch, and I remember I had the chili killies, which was so freaking good. A lot of bang for your buck, and a really great atmosphere. So we did enjoy that. A lot of bookstores and thrift stores, and antique shops down in the Pilsen area. Um, what I didn't like about Pilsen is that it seemed a little bit more rough than other neighborhoods in certain areas. So you're walking down the street and then all of a sudden you see like a boarded up place or two and just a little bit more rundown area. Um, of course you're in the city, so there's just always going to be naturally an increase in homeless population anywhere you look at it, which is really unfortunate, though that's just the reality of the world. And it sometimes is really hard to just pass people and not give them anything. But if I gave every single person a dollar, I would have no money left because that's how sad it is on how many people are out there without a place to go. So just keeping that in mind um, also makes you a lot more aware of your surroundings. So while Pilsen was super cute, I don't think I could live there just because a couple of the negatives outweigh the positives and what I want to see in a community is not what I saw there. So it is a great place for those that are interested in that art music scene and really enjoy 
different cultures as they come together. And also a lot of the different murals over on the 18th street is, is really popular as well. So um, compared to all three, I would probably give the Chicago loop a chance if it was actually affordable. Um, and then Logan square and then Pilsen. So yeah, those are just three of the neighborhoods that we have explored and we're going to get into the next three here in a second. Okay, moving on over to a couple different more neighborhoods in the Chicago area. What is really great is that we were able to explore every single one of these neighborhoods via the L. So we are on the Green Line. We usually took the Green Line to Staten Lake or Clark and Lake. And from there, we would transfer either to the red line or we were at where we needed to be. So it was really pretty, like you get the hang of it after a while. I'm still kind of confused sometimes when we have to transfer to a train, but we're going a certain way and there's two different ways. And it can be very overwhelming and confusing. Absolutely, totally can. And I am the first to say it can. So, but what is really great about the whole train anyways is that you're able to get to all these different neighborhoods and really unless you don't want to take a 45 minute train ride back home then you can just take an uber and you'll get there in half the time so that's the only downside that i found with taking the train is you know you're exploring till like nine o'clock and then you're like oh my gosh i'm actually like exhausted and i don't want to sit on the train for that long so as long as the uber wasn't super expensive we mostly took an uber back home or we would take the train so just depending on your comfort level and how you feel but for the most part we took the train as late as like midnight and it was totally fine as long as you sit in the right spots and you just kind of mind your own business so you know just living in the city is a little different on that spectrum so moving on, we explored a couple different areas or a couple a couple different neighborhoods in kind of the, a similar area. So we had explored um, Wrigleyville, Roscoe Village, Lakeview, and Boys Town all in one day, and they are all really really cute places. So we explored Boys Town. We explored Roscoe Village first. So Roscoe Village is really an adorable, like small town feel almost. So it is also known as the village within the city. So it has a lot of like cute little mom and pop shops, cafes, and excuse me, I am having these hiccups all day long. <laughs> too much coffee. Just kidding. No one, no one can have too much coffee, right? But anyway, so the village within the city, and it really did feel like that walking down town, it just felt like cozy and like warm and fuzzy. Um, and it felt, it, it was like a cute little spot. To say with that, it also felt like maybe a, like a more progressive Oak Park version a little bit, but a little bit more city feel. So as we were walking downtown, we stopped at a lot of really awesome thrift stores and uh, consignment stores. And let me tell you, there were some really fun spots. So I found one called Shangri-La Vintage, which is located in Roscoe Village. It had amazing, fabulous vintage sweaters, ski suits, and fancy dresses. 
and they were really honestly fairly priced. So I found that to be really awesome. There's also, you're going to find a lot of different places called the Village Discount Outlet Store, and this one is specifically number 10, and it really is a thrift store dream because they have really beautiful, like, new pieces on, like, on sale, and then they also have a lot of secondhand items. So, like, I was so overwhelmed at how many cool, amazing things were there. So definitely check that out if you are in that area. Another place I found in Roscoe Village, which Roscoe Village seemed to be more of a hub of antique and thrift stores. So if you're looking for a good spot to hit kind of both of those anytime, I would definitely recommend hitting up Roscoe Village area. I found a antique shop called Good Old Days, and I don't know if anyone else out there does this, but way back when, Welch's and Smucker's used to make their jars with different cartoon characters on it, and then you could save them and use them as a glass. And I don't know why, probably because like I had them a lot as a kid, but it has been like one of my fun, like adult antique searching things that I do now. And I happen to find one there. So good old days in Roscoe Village is definitely a gem in my book as they also accept cash and of course always try to negotiate just a little bit. So over there was really fun. It was a little bit more sleepy than say like Lakeview. So Roscoe Village, like I said, is kind of comparable to Oak Park in the feel that it felt like a little bit more like hometown, but also a lot more like family oriented, which is absolutely fantastic, but just not a place that I would want to live. So from there, we explored Lakeview, which is not far at all from uh, Roscoe Village. And it was pretty laid back in a pretty chill spot. And it is definitely home to a lot of different uh, theaters. So um, it makes it you know, a nice little hub to go to if you're interested in like live theater. Uh, we didn't really explore a whole lot down in Lakeview, but you are able to kind of get the overall aspect of the area by just looking down the street. It's a lot more put together. Um, there was, I remember walking down, I got a coffee because coffee is life and there was a guitar store. There was a, um, dance studio right across the street, a lot of really cool little thrift stores. So it seemed like a really progressive, awesome area. But what we really wanted to check out that day was Wrigleyville. So if you don't know baseball, here is your sign to go check it out. Wrigleyville is home to the historic Wrigley Field. So if you don't know, now you do the second oldest ballpark in the country. So it is really, it's a beautiful spot. And like I said, a lot of places are in Chicago have that old architecture, which just makes that character and that like aesthetic just that much more amazing. So definitely a really beautiful spot. So as we're walking down Wrigleyville, we just got the vibe that yes, there is like an over abundant amount of bars and just kind of like gimmicky bars and stuff. So we only, we ate down there for a second. And then after that, we kind of scooted out because it was just a little too much, um, a little too much like 
college feel, but only on the party scene, which was kind of a bummer. But we did find a fun little uh, dive bar. And I will link that in my bimble as I have created bimbles for almost every single neighborhood. Yay. Um, I did, we did go to this really fun spot called Sidetrack and now we're going over to Boys Town and Boys Town was absolutely fun. So it's also called, it's also known as North Halstead, also known as, known as Boys Town. And it is one of the most, it is one of the most countries experienced exclusive LGBTQ communities and the oldest officially recognized gay neighborhood in the United States. So we had a really good time here. It definitely had a huge welcoming vibe, which was really, really awesome. And I found quite possibly the coolest uh, nightclub and the coolest thrift store. So in Boys Town, there's this amazing thrift store called Beatniks, and they don't just have like costume jewelry or fur coats. They have like some extravagant dresses, like some fun vintage wear, and the prices are really on point. Like you cannot go wrong purchasing something from there, and the staff is really helpful and awesome. So definitely check that out if you are in the area over in Boys Town or uh, North Halstead is also what the neighborhood goes by. So we also explored this place called Sidetrack, which is a nightclub. And what is really nice about this is that they also have a bag, bag check or coat check up front. So you're able to, you know, check your stuff in if you don't want to carry it. And they also give you complimentary water and Chex Mix. So that was something that was really cool. We had ordered a super dirty martini, which was absolutely fabulous. The music was awesome. And the staff was just really welcoming and gave me free Chex Mix. Like who, who would hate that, you know? So that was a really fun spot. So those were a couple spots in those areas that we really enjoyed. Out of all those places, we, and by we, I mean my boyfriend and myself, we had decided that if we were to move to one of those spots, it would either be Boys Town, which is also known as North Halstead, or the Lakeview area. As they were very welcoming, they seemed lively enough, but also laid back to where you could have like a nice day working and then go out for a cocktail, come home, go to sleep, or like go out for a little live music and then come back to your house and it'd be pretty chill. So that was our opinion on those spots. Wrigleyville was a little bit too much for us as it seemed a lot more progressive in the like college, like binge drinking world and we just are not into that and Roscoe Village was really cute to go thrift store shopping and antique shopping at however living there might be a little bit more sleepy as there didn't seem to be a lot of access to live music right there so yeah next we're gonna get into one of the spots that we were thinking of moving to all right, last but not least, we are taking the train to Wicker Park, Bucktown. So this was definitely one of the neighborhoods that we were considering moving to just because we felt the most at home here. It is not far from the city and it is really great because it is where North Milwaukee and Damon Avenues intersect. So you can really get anywhere in the city from the spot 
nonetheless, you can get pretty much anywhere in the city on any of the neighborhoods I had mentioned today, just with a quick train ride. So we really like this area because it really, it felt like it had a really good mixture of eateries, nightlife, outdoor adventure, and the 606 is right there. So we love to be outside, outdoors, any chance we get. And here in Oak Park, it has been kind of difficult to do that without feeling like we have to like drive 30 minutes or walk 45 minutes to go on a little inner city trail. So when we went to Wicker Park and Bucktown, which are right butt on butt, we found that it was really easily accessible to just walk down the street, grab a cup of coffee, go walk on the race trailhead and then maybe catch the train into the loop to catch like a comedy show or something or listen to some live music happening downtown Wicker Park Bucktown area. So we really liked this area and it is like a really good spot for young professionals. Uh, so with this 606, like I said, you have access to Bucktown, Humboldt Park and Logan Square. And that's where you find a lot of like-minded people. And that's really what we had been searching for this whole time is to make new friends and to create an environment in which we really love. So yeah, this, uh, this spot is really a gorgeous little town, like small town feel, I would say. And there was a lot of really great bookstores and uh, record shops. There was at least four thrift stores, like vintage, like at least two vintage thrift stores on one side of the street. And on the other side, there was like three really awesome thrift stores. So just knowing that was available was really, really awesome and enticing and made us really want to be downtown and in the hub of that. Um, however, plans have taken us other way up and a different direction, I should say. So we will get to that in just a second. But yeah, Wicker Park in Bucktown, they have a lot of really great food. We ate at this place called Yoke. And what was really cool about this spot is that it was right next to the 606 and it was their test kitchen. So they were trying out new ideas and new recipes and you could pretty much get whatever you wanted and it would kind of be a surprise if you would like it or not because they're just testing it out which made for a really fun experience so that was something really cool um we also ate at a place called devil dogs which was really delicious known for their little sliders and we ate a slider called elvis and that was delicious and I believe that one is the one that had peanut butter in it so if you're allergic definitely don't do it but if you're not indulge please indulge in that um, their milkshakes were also really delicious. So what I really enjoyed about this community is that you get off the train and there's already a coffee shop or two right there. And right across the way, there's like this cute little pub. So if you're a commuter and you need to grab a cup of coffee or you get off work and you're meeting a friend or your, your partner at the bar, then it's just really easily accessible. Another great thing is that it was primarily dog friendly for the most part. And it seemed like there was a lot of inner city parks that were just right there. So you don't have to walk 25 minutes to go to the park. It was literally just super walkable and super bikeable. And then also having that trail allows you to kind of jump from neighborhood to neighborhood at a pretty easy pace. So 
for me, that was really a, a like heart rent, like a, like pull me in moment, I should say, as it was really enticing to have all of those different amenities so close together. And that's what really makes a great community for us to live in is to have all that easily accessible and then to, you know, use the car as like, as like on the minimum, like we don't want to use all the time. So having public transportation is really a great thing to have in that area. And then also just hop on your bike and go. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for sticking with me for this long. I knew it was going to be a long episode just because I have a lot to say about the city of Chicago. So with that being said, we're going to get into some likes and dislikes of the area and restaurants. So a couple places that we have tried that are really, really delicious is Luminati's for pizza, Pizza Portofino and River North, which we tried the other night, which was just like, oh, chef's kiss. So good. And Amato's. Amato's is absolutely delicious. And that's over here on Harlem Avenue, um, right outside Oak Park, which I'm not even sure if that is still Oak Park. Um, that might be River Forest, actually. But nonetheless, absolutely amazing pizza. And when all else fails, we would get Domino's. So, you know, paying for pizza out here is a little pricey, uh, but definitely well worth it if you're hitting up the right spots. And I would definitely recommend doing pizza Sundays for a couple of weeks like we have done and just get the smallest one they have just so you can try different pizzas around the area. I definitely enjoyed that little tradition we had created. So another opinion about food, a lot of people have said that the food around here is so delicious and we have found a handful of places that have been really good, but nothing like so amazing. We just like wanted to like eat there every single night. So Chinese food wise, there really is not a great Chinese food place around here. Uh, Mexican food wise, we did find uh, this place called New Rebozo and it's like Mexican fusion food, which is really, really delicious. And that one I would definitely go back to as it did leave me wanting more. <laughs> uh, another great place that is Latin, uh, Latin fusion food is called America's. And I actually went there the other day and had some carne asada tacos and the meat was just so, so good, nice and tender, very well done. Um, and then there is a taco place here in Oak Park that is pretty delicious that we had kind of made our go-to spot. Another thing to know if you are coming up visiting from the south region of the United States, they really don't have white cheese dip or like queso dip. They have queso fundido, but not like dip your chip in some cheese type of cheese dip. So uh, working at a Mexican restaurant for quite some time, I was pretty sad because I love cheese dip. But on the plus side, we have gotten really great at making it at home which I should rephrase, Jared has gotten really great at making it from home. So we have definitely learned how to do that pretty quick. And coffee house wise, I am not a huge fan of a very popular uh, coffee house down here and that is called Fairgrounds. I think it's overpriced and not that good. I feel the same about Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts makes their coffee way too sweet or way too creamy 
And when we first came out to visit, we asked for a coffee from just, I think, just random coffee house. And we asked for a splash of oat milk and they put like a cup of oat milk. And that has happened any, any time after. Um, so we have learned to not ask for anything in our coffee to just get it black and unsweetened because a splash means a cup of milk in the coffee. <laughs> I would hate to know what like a teeny bit of milk means because whew, I just like, I like the taste of coffee. So that was really interesting to me. Um, a couple things that I did not particularly like that I, I like, but I was not like trending with is that they're really, there is a lot of name brand things around here, which makes a lot of people around here a lot more fashionable and just like more worried about the price tags um, or less worried about the price tags than they are the products. So someone rather go and buy the $800 Chanel purse and not worry about how much it is until later on. So just a little bit more bougie in the sense that not necessarily that people like nice things, but everybody is wearing some type of label and it kind of happened no matter where we went to explore. So that was kind of aggravating because we're used to seeing a lot more like down to earth people that are like jeans and t-shirt or like, like a fun, like artsy fartsy outfit. So that was definitely an aspect that we were missing is a little bit more like hipster hippie not like smell bad, but like just like that more down to earth, relaxed look um, where sometimes it was just a lot more like, oh no, you have to wear this to go out, which we had adapted some to because of course, who doesn't like a nice like outfit, but it just seemed a little bit more excessive, uh, which goes into what I like about some of the wear out here, the Chicago street wear. I think it is absolutely fun that it is so common for somebody to walk out in a matching sweatsuit or like a matching like workout outfit and to just live their life. I think that is such a fun like trending clothing style. So I definitely adapted to that quick because I was like, heck yeah, like I have some nice sweatpants. I will jump on this. So yeah, I thought that was a really cool part of living out here. And I do think fashion is amazing. I love a good outfit. It was just a little bit too, too much for me at times. Just, I guess, overwhelming. You kind of felt left out because you didn't have like the Chanel purse and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, so that was just a little bit of my take on all of that. Um, we had found that some people were either really nice or just like, yeah, what do you want? So kind of like New York mentality, like, oh, you don't know what you want. Okay, next. People just move really, really quick out here. And that's just how it is. It's a bigger city. People just got to go, go, go. So on days I would want to just kind of lollygag at Trader Joe's or Aldi's. I would have to go like in the middle of the week at an early hour because if not, it was just like people rushing, rushing, rushing. So that I didn't really like because I don't like to rush. I like to take my time and I like to slow down a little bit and that you didn't really get even just going into a grocery store sometimes. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and then some people are either 
really nice to you or they're just really like snappy. So that was kind of interesting. And, you know, we're still in COVID times and stuff like that. So it could be a result of dealing with like the mask mandate and all of that. But nonetheless, it was just, it's just one of those things that you either adapt to or you don't. So that was just an interesting takeaway from living out here. Another thing that happened when we first moved out here, when I was working at my personal training job, a lot of the clients would either come from the perspective of, oh, here, why would you move here? Or they would be like, oh, wow, Chicago is the best city ever. So there's definitely a lot of mixture when it comes to feelings about living in the city and around the surrounding neighborhoods. So that made it really conflicting trying to get used to and trying to get excited about being where we were at, which brings me to probably my last little bit here. And that is the events around the city. We had the pleasure of attending a couple of different events. I even had the pleasure of randomly working the Rudio Fest this last summer, which was really a great experience. And I have an episode all about festival gigs and events in season one, if you want to check that out. And I would definitely recommend it if you are looking to do like the van life or anything like that. However, to attend one of these events, you must, and I repeat, you must plan like a couple months ahead because it's not very often that they're going to have a bunch of last minute seating options or last minute ticket options that are not at an astronomical price. And that was annoying because, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, like this last minute ticket oh, it's $250. Maybe we're not going. So planning out, you have to do a lot more planning in a bigger city um, than you would have to do in like a smaller city or a smaller town instead of just like impromptu going and just being spontaneous about it. You definitely have to plan a little bit more, which is fun once you get used to it, once you navigate how to do all of that. So with all that being said, I have had really great moments here and we have really explored a lot of the city and a lot of fun places. And then we have also had really sad, depressing moments and wanting to move back to Northwest Arkansas, but knowing that to in order to grow, you have to feel uncomfortable for a little bit. So I think that's a really big takeaway from our time here around the Chicago area is that not everything is perfect and you're never always going to get everything you want. However, if you're with the right person, then it kind of all comes together. And that is how I truly feel. Uh, I would have not rather done this experience with anybody else. And I'm super happy that I have Jared and my dog alongside with me on this journey of life. So moving on, we are about to move as I am sitting in like the most raw and real studio ever. Um, My microphone has kind of broke like the casing has. So I've been holding this this whole time and I'm surrounded by boxes of everything being packed up and I'm sitting on my yoga mat. So my butt cheeks are kind of numb right now as it has been almost an hour. So yeah, I'm going to get into a couple more tips and tricks and then I'm going to end this episode. Okay. And a couple tips and tricks I want to put out into the world. I know we're coming up a little past an hour here, so I'll make this quick. Carry a backpack, make sure it's comfortable and make sure you have comfy shoulder straps, especially if you are carrying a 
camera that requires a neck strap, you are not going to want to hold that camera the whole entire time around your neck. So having a backpack makes it easy and accessible and a lot more comfortable than carrying it all around. And plus, you know, you're taking pictures downtown, like you want to give, you want to give that a break for a second to enjoy the environment as well. Um, my dog right now makes a great point as he is drinking water. And especially if you are walking around with your dog, make sure you have a roll of doggy poop bags because there's nothing worse than walking and accidentally stepping in somebody's dog shit that they forgot to pick up or because they didn't have a dog bag. So don't be a jerk and pick up your dog's poop. Which reminds me, make sure to bring a water bottle or get a water bottle that you're able to refill as it will not only save you money and time on buying a $8 water bottle downtown at one of the CVS pharmacies, but your dog will also have access to water because you're going to bring that little doggy bowl too. So just making sure to have that with you. Another little tip and trick I want to mention is to make sure to wear comfy shoes that are supportive because you just never know where the day will take you and it is a lot of walking all around town. So make sure you're comfortable. With that being said, make sure to bring a hat. This last weekend we were downtown Chicago and it was nice and everything and then all of a sudden the crazy wind picks up over by the lakefront. And what do you want to protect your head and your ears so you don't catch a cold? So definitely bringing a hat makes for a better experience for you. Absolutely. Bringing a light jacket is always recommended. I would definitely find like a nice lightweight jacket that you can throw in your backpack just in case you need it. Because on yesterday it was 75 degrees and today it's like 45 and raining. So the weather can change really quickly and having a light jacket will save you from having to buy one um, on the spot. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, if you are planning on taking the L, make sure you get the day pass or sometimes they offer the weekend pass. However, I didn't see that this last weekend when we went to go purchase a ticket, it was only on the Metro. So definitely check that out before coming to the city to kind of see what you want to do. And if it, if you are wanting to explore for the whole weekend, I would definitely recommend getting that weekend pass. Um, with that, make sure you have a charger in your backpack because there is always sometimes moments where you won't be using your phone a lot more often than not. So having that charger as a backup is really important because you just never know when you'll need to charge up. And also having that charger block in your backpack is really important as well. I would also recommend keeping some type of personal, like, protective gear with you. I have pepper spray. I haven't had to use it, knock on wood. However, I have it there just in case, and it's easily accessible to where I could get it in an instant. So just always doing that and being aware of your surroundings is really, really important. Um, and nonetheless, I always recommend hand sanitizer no matter what, because people are nasty and you're in a big city where people of all walks of life are coming to visit. So just make sure you are taking care of yourself and your hygiene with some hand sanitizer because there is a lot of germs around there. So anyways, yeah, I think that's all I want to give out for tips and tricks around the city thus far. Um, 
And yeah, don't be afraid to push through crowds either. Uh, I see a lot of people just kind of like lollygag walking. If somebody is walking slow in front of you, do not be afraid to walk around. And also when it comes to stoplights, as long as the passage is clear and you know what you're doing, cross the road because you will be waiting 10 minutes for that pedestrian sign to say walk. And you will see a lot of fellow Chicagoans do this and they'll just like totally just run out and be like, nope, I'm going. So that is something to consider. One more thing, make sure if you are going shopping or you're at the store to bring your own bag because out here they charge for the use of bags and then also in certain restaurants and stuff or coffee shops they'll charge you additional for a straw so make sure you bring your own straw or your own tote bag to carry groceries or whatever it is you need to purchase so yeah i hope those tips and tricks help you out you all so much for tuning into this week's episode. I know it was pretty lengthy. However, I hope you found it as informative as I would have found it if I was just coming to the city. Don't forget to follow me on the social media. Definitely follow me on Instagram and TikTok, both at the Traveling Goddess 33 and also on Bimble, B-I-M-B-L-E. That is where you can basically Pinterest all of your travel spots and recommendations. And that's going to be the Travel Goddess. And that is also where I will list all of my recommendations per neighborhood and also if you are listening to this episode make sure to check out my instagram that will follow the order of this episode with the post that i post including recommendations and some really awesome photos with that i hope your week or your day whatever this episode is going to be in your life i hope the rest of your day is fabulous and i will catch you next week